Welcome to The One, the podcast for dating from your most vibrant and authentic self. My name is Gina Catherine, and I am a confidence coach for love and sex. We know that we need to love ourselves, but nobody explains to us how to actually do this. This podcast has advice and practices on how to do just that. My mission is to help women deeply connect to their bodies, hearts, and minds. When we know, accept, and love ourselves, we draw in amazing partners and incredible experiences. I offer these words from the perspective of a usually straight, cisgendered, divorced, middle-aged white woman. It is my heartfelt hope, though, that there are nuggets for anyone to use in their sex, love, and relationships. In this podcast, I will invite you to let go of the piece of you that hopes for love but is skeptical and ask you to believe and take action in dating from a place of deep self-worth. The one exists and they are you. With that, let's dive deep into this week's episode of The One. I hear people say, sadly, and in such frustration, I seem to attract only unavailable people. Do you meet cool people, but they're either married, or they live on the other side of the country, or they've like just gotten out of jail and they want to sow their wild oats? I really don't even know what that phrase even means, sow your wild oats. But sometimes you don't know why non-committal folks keep coming into your life. Sometimes you see that you want commitment, but you fear it. So you don't actually want commitment, but you've confused yourself into thinking you should find a partner. What if, I mean, what if? Instead of making yourself wrong, instead of making the other person wrong, what if this time you flipped it to see what is right about you choosing unavailable partners? Here's the thing that is true for all people and animals. If you've been struck once, you flinch when people raise their hand. If you've been stood up, it occurs to you after three minutes of waiting that someone might not show up. And so Undigested pain like that burps back up when situations feel the same. So being attracted to someone after being hurt in love takes a lot of bravery, like astronaut level bravery. And so I ask you this, do astronauts go into space without spending some time in a simulator? No, they do not. Your phase, and let's just acknowledge that this is a phase, whether you've been in this pattern of choosing unavailable partners for six weeks or 20 years, it is a phase. And so what if this phase is for you? Here's what I mean. Tying all of these things together that I've brought up, here's what I mean. Let's say you have a tendency to fall in love with musicians. I'm talking high life, always traveling, passionate and creative, talented. Every musician is worldly and honest about how physically and emotionally challenging their career choice is. They have said as much to you. You will not be a priority to me. Kind of like when Pee Wee Herman tells Dottie, you don't want to get mixed up with me, Dottie. I'm a rebel, a loner. The words are clear from people. The person will not commit in romantic relationships. And of course, you barrel forward in love, but you're seldom together. This is a super common story. Falling for married people, people in a different country, you suffer. Falling for unavailable people is commonly considered to be a personal failing. But here's what I'll invite you to do. 
to stop choosing unavailable people. Stop making yourself wrong for doing it. Try to get off on the fact that you do this. Like, get muddy in it. Like, sexy mud wrestle this choice. Not the married thing. That involves other people, and it needs to be looked at from a different prism. But this is about stop making yourself wrong for emotionally, geographically, or situationally unavailable people coming into your life. If you're currently stuck in this pattern of choosing unavailable people, try this. Bring up a highly charged moment, like when you had to spend your birthday alone, or maybe all you have is phone sex, and you physically, energetically, and emotionally crave something more. And then make a list with two sections, and there'll be pros and cons. And you're going to write or feel into the objective truth and then add the feelings that come up either to the pro or the con section. So for example, an objective truth is you spend a lot of time alone. And here you will have to get super honest and I mean honest. Being alone might be like an automatic con without some thoughtful analysis, but really feel into that. Do you like being mostly alone? Do you like the feeling of being alone but craving being with someone else, right? Like we can get addicted to a certain kind of sadness and especially creatives love existing in this low-key state of brood. Is that true for you? There are no wrong answers here. There's just going to be what's true for you. Having a person who's geographically or situationally unavailable might save you from having to practice a lot of boundaries on a daily basis. Does that make your life simpler? Put that in the pro category. And some truths will be both pro and con. For example, falling in love with a lot of musicians. You like the idea of someone so talented. But honestly, if you had to listen to that racket day in and day out 24-7, you would jump. So ask yourself a lot of questions for every single little thing. What do you like about this? What do you dislike about it? How would your life be different if this person were available to you? How does that feel? Do you even want that? Do you like not having to make relationship decisions because you don't have the option other than to wait? Your knee-jerk reaction is going to be, no, of course not. Who would want that? But this is under the truth serum in a dark room with your bestie answer. Do you have an attraction for unavailable partners because you really never want to have kids and this takes that off of the table? And then ask yourself, what is under that? And for everything you discover, ask yourself more, is it okay for me right now? Can you be fine with choosing unavailable partners? Not because you're punishing yourself or you're fearing something or your childhood, but because you actually don't want what you're telling yourself you should want. And here's where some of this can get tricky because there are so many reasons for falling for unavailable partners, but those all will make you feel wrong. And I want you to use some time to celebrate yourself for choosing unavailable mates. This is not going to make you more likely to do it. I mean, did crucifying yourself for this pattern ever make you stop? Probably not. So telling yourself you're not wrong is not going to make you keep choosing it. In fact, instead of feeling disempowered, try on what it feels like to be empowered by this choice. Start to celebrate. Use your list to make it playful. 
Say things like, I'm so glad my house is not full of musicians and musical paraphernalia. I'm so happy I never have to introduce anyone to my family. Ugh, I dodged that bullet. I'm so happy I get to eat edamame five nights a week and not do the whole, what do you feel like having? I don't know. What do you feel like having? Ugh, I don't care. What are you feeling having? It feels nice to discover things I like in sex without having to worry about, would someone's wife do this? Feeling empowered even in non-committed relationship feels like and sounds like this works for me today. I choose this. And it doesn't sound like, oh my God, why do I do this? Why can't I find someone who wants to make me their priority? Blah, blah, blah. That's someone else's story. It takes a lot of energy to make yourself wrong all the time and to tell yourself someone else's story. Just spend some time thinking about, is this the right time and place for an unavailable partner? It may bring you some peace to spend a little time celebrating a lack of commitment either to you or from you. You may discover that you're just in these type of situations to feed a hunger for dopamine because dopamine is not the pleasure molecule, it is the pleasure seeking molecule and maybe you like seeking. I have this whole episode on dopaminergic peeps and like big D energy, so check that out to hear more about dopamine urges, but just know that taking your power back doesn't always mean dumping unavailable people. Sometimes it just means saying in an empowered state of mind, I choose this for me right now. Relax your shoulders, unclench your jaw, and let yourself enjoy this moment of time in your life. With the list, the person may completely and totally lose their appeal for you. Or you may realize why you like certain things about this relationship, but you actually do want to set up something more committed while keeping what you do like about this non-committed relationship. So for example, maybe you want to be someone's first thought when they wake up in the morning, but you still want to keep your own place. Get to know yourself. Spend some time flipping answers this way and that and check in with how each one feels. Stop making yourself wrong all of the time. Try to ask, reflect, and play. Heartfelt thank you for listening. I am honored every time you choose the one. Loving yourself does not require perfection. Big, juicy love requires us to get curious, to offer ourselves what we are searching for in others, and know that from this place of love and power, we magnetize amazing connections. Please do all the actions to keep the one podcast rolling. Share with others who may need to hear this episode. Like, download, sleep with me under your pillow. Click on the link in the show notes to subscribe to my monthly newsletter. And then listen every Monday and Thursday to get ever closer to the love that you so deeply deserve. You can also follow me on Instagram where I have tons of fun content to inspire you to be the one. You are loved by me.